Wow, this is very concerning. Coming out of the World Economic Forum, the Global Coalition for Digital Safety. So this crazy Orwellian world just keeps amping up in its ridiculousness. We've talked about this agenda before. They want to come and regulate both in terms of public and private organizations. They want to regulate what people are allowed to say on the internet and what kind of sites people are allowed to have and operate. Now, this is very important. This is probably the most important threat. This is the most pressing threat against our ability to exchange information on the internet. This whole digital harms, online harms, legislation, online safety, digital safety. These are all the buzzwords. Oh, they have a responsibility, a duty to make the internet a safer place. This is what they're talking about. But let me just show you a couple of my reports I've done in the past. This one was back a year and a half ago. Next round of internet censorship looming. UK drops bombshell proposals. And I go through the online harms white papers. And how Ofcom, the group that regulates the BBC, would be the ones who would regulate internet content producers and websites that host internet content. And there was this article on The Telegraph right before the outbreak. Posting anti-vaccine propaganda on social media could become criminal offense, Law Commissioner Penny Lewis says. So even criticizing the vaccines, criminal offense. And this was before the whole rollout of the COVID agenda. So I did a whole long report. We're going to talk about this white paper in just a second. Easy read. Online harms white paper from the UK government. But here's another report I put out. This was also February of last year. Canada and UK looking to enact China-like press and speech censorship. And I talked about the horrible trajectory that YouTube and Google and big tech companies were on. I tried to raise awareness about this minister in Canada who was actually talking about requiring licenses for people to put out content to Canadians on the internet. And they've been trying to pass some ridiculous new censorship laws proving this report correct that they were looking to enact China-like press and speech censorship. And they're doing it under the guise of preventing harm, preventing hate speech, hate crimes. This was a report I did at the end of last year. So like eight months ago, UK online censorship, massive imminent purge coming, duty of care. So this is where I was talking about the online harms legislation and how it was rearing its ugly head again. Now, thankfully, as far as I can tell, the UK government hasn't rammed this through yet. But look at how crazy the governments are. They could do this at any time. Here's another video I made about this. There was some crazy petition that seemed really fake to me. They had 140,000 signatures calling for, in addition to online harms, which they keep floating, the online harms legislation, they want everybody to have to log in with government IDs because online harms didn't go far enough for them. This was crazy. I think this needs to be discussed as well in the light of the WEF's new webpage, a new coalition they just launched. This was back February of this year. Microsoft, BBC, Intel, Adobe, and others band together to eliminate wrongthink. The Coalition for Content Provenance and Authenticity. So they want to be the supreme content fact checkers. That's the authenticity. It has to come from an authoritative source, right? And providence means they want to know who the source is. Where did it come from originally? Which is pretty creepy when you think about why they'd want that information. 
what would they do once they identified people who are effective at creating content that gets spread around? But this was just an absolutely crazy story that came out this year, back in February. So go check this report out, timtruth.com. You can search for Microsoft. But here's the press release they put out, Microsoft.com. A group of influential technology and media companies has partnered to form the Coalition for Content Providence and Authenticity, or the C2PA. The founding members, Adobe, Arm, BBC, Intel, Microsoft, and TruePic, seek to establish a standardized Providence solution with the goal of combating misleading content. Think about what that means. Anything could be deemed misleading. This can so easily be abused for political gains, and it will. Look at MSNBC. That's Microsoft NBC. Look at BBC, who's a founding member of this. Talk about fake news and misleading. So let's turn our attention back to this new World Economic Forum coalition, the Global Coalition for Digital Safety. So they are running with this that we've talked about before, this online harms legislation as a way that they can stifle dissent even more because they've cornered us onto the internet and now they've got the fish in the barrel and they can just shoot us with ridiculous legislation and going after the sites, the hubs, the databases where we all meet and exchange information, where we all keep our notes and exchange our notes. Now this is breaking. This is brand new. The first indication I see of this on the internet was back in July. The first backup of this site, July the 1st, which was just four days ago, the World Economic launched this web series, this whole coalition, Global Coalition for Digital Safety. Look at this. So they really come out and they say everything in this first sentence here. With the growing challenge to counter health misinformation, violent extremist and terrorist content, and the exploitation of children online, there is an urgent need for more deliberate global coordination to improve digital safety. Public-private cooperation to tackle harmful content online. And they want to set out best practices for new online safety regulation. So they want to draft the model legislation that they want to see passed everywhere. This is terrifying. And we know a lot of the governments and tech companies will just do whatever these guys say. And they also talk about education, Enhancing digital media literacy. This is straight up propaganda. Straight up propaganda. Public-private cooperation for global impact. They are advancing more deliberate action in areas of child exploitation and abuse, terrorist activity, and health misinformation. That's ironic. This is pretty interesting. If you read this just based off like standard English, they flat out admit to what in my opinion they're actually doing. They are surely a huge complex, a public-private corporation exploiting and abusing children, terrorizing the world, and pushing a bunch of health misinformation. Isn't it ironic they come right out and spell it out here? They'll probably change this at some point when they reread this. Or maybe they're just mocking us, saying it right out in the open. Building a safer internet for all. Be a part of it. This is their new motto, it looks like, based on the capitalization here. Building a safer internet for all. This is their big budget think tank talking point right here. And we're, of course, going to talk about the online harms white paper here in a second. The 33-page document that the UK government put out, complete with Beavis and Butthead style cartoons. And they say here, The government wants the UK to be the safest place in the world to go online. Matches exactly with what they're coming out with 
in the World Economic Forum now. Building a safer internet for all. This fake inclusiveness. Really, they're all about barring people they don't want from contaminating the others. That's how they look at this. And we're going to talk in a second here about the Christchurch call. GIFCT. The database where they want to store everything that's forbidden on the internet. Enforce all websites to comply. And check to make sure nobody uploads something that's forbidden. This is what's coming. And they say that it's going to be for terrorist content. But then they're already, and this is Jeff CT, the people behind this, they're already trying to lay the groundwork to say that criticizing the government or hating the government is a driver of terrorism. So are they going to systematically forbid us to question authority? That's what it looks like to me. And that's a horrifying future. Scarier than Orwell ever penned. Advancing global digital safety. Yeah, they really want to keep us safe. They're just going to strip everybody, especially the dissidents, of their voices. And that's going to keep us safe. Because then nobody can criticize the government or the celebrities. It's ridiculous. Let's play this clip and see if there's anything in here. It's, it's important, important to point out that, that we're, we're not policing the internet for harmful... You're literally thought police. That's what you're calling for. Anytime they talk about making certain information illegal, certain thoughts illegal... They are talking about the need for thought police. That's what they're calling for. Material that we actually rely on citizens to collect evidence to report to the platform first and then report to us if serious, uh, seriously harmful content isn't taken down. So we were really set up as a safety net when, when some of this falls through the cracks. We're not She's saying the exact opposite thing of what's going to happen. This is out of Australia. She's the Australian e-safety commissioner. What a ridiculous title. Oh yeah, no, we're not going to be micromanaging. We're going to force the companies to manage this themselves. But we're going to pretend like we got a call. Oh yeah, somebody called us and they said you weren't taking down the content that we told you you have to take down. Somebody criticized the Australian government. You know that's defamation, right? This is the way this always plays out. Look at the Soviet Union. Nazi Germany. When they get out of control tyrannical, they cannot stand their own conscience. And they hate the press shining a light on them for what they really are. Not seeking to become the content moderators ourselves. You know, we will leave the platform. They want to be internet regulators. They want to be regulators of the internet. The UK is calling for what they consider an independent body, but it's really the same beast, obviously. They would never give somebody power that they didn't trust. And think about what they're saying here. They're talking about medical misinformation, election misinformation violent extremist information, but the counter health misinformation that they lead with here. They want to police people's thoughts. They want to outlaw certain thoughts. It's crazy. So they have a whole report that we're going to go through here. Advancing digital safety, a framework to align global action. Terrifying. The great resetters are getting together to talk about aligning global action on internet censorship. If the World Economic Forum gets their way, look at the 666 in their logo too. Sick stuff. These people are sick to put the 666 like that, by the way. So what's their stated objective here? Tackle harmful content and conduct online. Oh look, Microsoft is eager to participate. Microsoft wants to help with a final solution for this societal problem. Remember, Microsoft is also working on this other coalition the Coalition for Content Provenance and Authenticity. 
with other huge company, multinational corporation backers. So again, they keep listing this stuff out. Health misinformation, violent extremist and terrorist content. And then, of course, they throw in that children are being exploited online. And they are, and that's awful. And there are laws against that. But let's talk about the government really being the supreme child abusers at this point with their mask policies and stuff and preventing them from the information that they need the most, filling them with lies and nation-building propaganda. It's ridiculous. These people are stealing billions of childhoods, wasting their time, and worse, filling them with misleading information. And then they accuse anyone else who tries to save these children from the abuse of pushing misinformation and hurting children. And I bet you they tie the two together soon. They'll say, well, you know, saying anything against the vaccines is child abuse and terrorist content and health misinformation. It's a trifecta. It says here, global online safety is a collective goal. Always a terrifying phrase. A collective goal that must be addressed by working across borders as well as by individual nations. Reduce the risk of online harms and build a safer life online for everyone. So all their buzzwords. People, we need to call this out. This is probably worse than vaccine passports. They're both awful, totalitarian, evil plans, but, but this one takes the cake because once they've shut down our online communication, they've taken us out everywhere. We need to stop this at all costs. And the best thing we can do now is grow our numbers and call this out because we know where they're going. The conspiracy theorists are always right. Mainstream experts are always wrong, but always very convenient to the agenda that's being rolled out. So let's look at the members. This rolled out just four days ago. They've got this Australia person we watched earlier. Oh, the Ofcom chief executive in the United Kingdom. Again, this is the group they want in the UK to push online harms. So Australia and the UK have some of the worst trends as far as them coming after the internet with this online harms garbage. So it looks like this is a World Economic Forum policy. They have their people in their places in the UK and Australia, and they're trying to get the other countries on board. So they're really pushing this hard, and they've been using the vaccines and the virus as an excuse to censor people for political reasons, for disagreeing with the party and their edicts. That's how insecure they are. They want to outlaw and regulate out of existence all criticism, all people who disagree with them. They're so weak. And we had this UN term, the infodemic that we heard thrown around a lot. We still do. This coalition here, the World Economic Forum's new coalition, uses this term infodemic a lot. And what's interesting is if you look how they first defined it, if you looked at how they defined it, they said too much information, both factual and inaccurate. Too much factual information? So they're actually trying to sell people on burning books, on burning libraries. It's ridiculous. Oh, there's an infodemic. We need to save you from it. We're going to delete everything off YouTube, drive people off, and then we're going to regulate all the sites they run off to. It's disgusting what they're doing. Again, this just popped up in the last couple days. They have some articles that they're pointing at, like this one they wrote. Why we need a global framework to regulate harm online. This got published at the end of June, just a few days ago. Digital platforms used by billions of people around the world are being misused 
to cause harm and endanger people, always accusing others of what they themselves are doing. And they're really trying to make this sound like they're trying to stop child exploitation. Then why do they always list health misinformation to start off the list? It's ridiculous. Oh yeah, people are interfering with the democracy and the election integrity by talking about those Georgian people who took out the boxes of ballots and scanned them all night after sending everyone else home. And on and on and on. Everything they don't like, they're trying to make akin to yelling fire in a crowded theater. Which isn't even itself that bad. It's really not. Why is that the excuse they always liken things to? As if that's some horrible thing. As if more than 0% of people get hurt when somebody yells fire and they're in a crowded theater. What's going to hurt them? There's no fire. Oh, they're all going to trample over each other on their way out. Are they? Like, is that how you picture it playing out? Have you been watching too many slapstick comedy specials? Too much Three Stooges or something? Like, what exactly are you picturing happening when somebody yells fire in a crowded theater? Like, I'm trying to picture this in my head like you are. People just start tripping over and there's a big mess of people breaking their ankles. Like, what are you picturing? But that aside, let's keep reading here. Oh, here's the infodemic. World Economic Forum, back from last year in April. So maybe it was out of the World Economic Forum. They seem very interlinked with the World Health Organization and the Gates Foundation. Inside the battle to counteract the COVID-19 infodemic. The infodemic of false information about COVID-19 can have dangerous consequences. How dare people not go along with the party line that's making us billions of dollars? It says here, in the global response to fight the COVID-19 pandemic, accurate information can play an important role in public safety. Inaccurate, unsubstantiated, and fabricated content proliferating online, creating a parallel infodemic, a parallel infodemic, can have particularly dire consequences during this public health emergency, raising the urgency for meaningful efforts to counteract these claims. The dangers of misinformation. The challenge of messaging apps. So they're even talking about people's text messages and WhatsApp. People can't have conversations even private anymore. They're like, oh no, there's a big challenge here. People are having private conversations that we can't moderate. How can we moderate them? You guys are control freaks. If this is what's going through your mind. And we know that much worse is. Let's be real. Here's another article. Why so much harmful content has proliferated online and what we can do about it. The amount of harmful content online is increasing rapidly. If you look at the most harmful content, it's the stuff backing up the violent totalitarian left, if you ask me. And I think many people that think they're on the right are really on the violent left, at least on my spectrum. Okay, let's dive in to this white paper they put out. Advancing Digital Safety, a Framework to Align Global Action, published June 29th of this year. Let's start with the executive summary. A user-centric framework establishing a safety baseline coupled with the regulatory framework to govern its enforcement can help mitigate exposure to harms online. Regulatory framework to govern its enforcement. Enforcement, right? They're all about force. Both with the tech private force and the government public force. And this talk about a user-centric framework is ridiculous. Let's be real. The, the users that they want to center this around are the Wizard of Oz users of humanity. The usury practitioners. 
The people who have rigged the entire financial system in their own benefit. It's ridiculous. Those are the users that this framework will center around. The oligarchs. Health misinformation, violent extremism, and terrorism, and child exploitation. <laughs> this is obviously a buzz phrase. Violent extremism and terrorism. They want to tie these two things together. So anyone who wants to take arms to defend their country, like the people we celebrate every year on July the 4th, those people are terrorists. And the seditious traitors that are in these halls of power in the United States government, those people are heroes. And they were scared on January the 6th. It's ridiculous. And apparently these are the brave Congress people hiding on the floor. Yet they authorize and sign off on war after war after war and heinous after heinous bill. And look here. Look at this pattern on the seat. That's a swastika. So they decorate the halls of Congress with swastikas and Roman fasces. Like these are the people who we're dealing with. These people are sick control freaks. It's like nobody's ever had an issue with the chairs having swastikas on them. Or there being huge golden fasces at the front of Congress, behind the speaker's podium. It's ridiculous. So, health misinformation is topping the list. And they're trying to warp it with violent extremism and terrorism. Let's take a sidestep here. Remember after the Christchurch shooting, which many people think was faked, like a hoax. I'm not sure exactly. I've seen some footage that doesn't add up from that so-called event. But here's one thing that happened after it. The Christchurch call to eliminate terrorist and violent extremist content online. So there's that phrase. Remember that buzz phrase that they went out of their way to keep together, even though it's weird because it keeps using this word and violent extremism and terrorism. After Christchurch, it was terrorists and violent extremists. So the call basically goes through all of these different points. And basically, they want to force smaller platforms, even though they try to sell it like they're offering support, they're going to force smaller platforms to use the same algorithms, basically, that YouTube uses to decide what's terrorist or hate speech content. And we can all see where that's going. They really want us to use all their universal systems. So then they can pile on all these rules and it just gets automatically, systematically forced upon the people with no humanity. It's all systemic. So this is the database that it looks like they're going to be using. Global Internet Forum for Countering Terrorism. Preventing terrorists and violent extremists from exploiting digital platforms. So this is their agenda. This is where they're going. This is their blueprint, their game plan. Okay, now what's really concerning is once we start looking at their social posts, they're just going to call everything they don't like terrorism, just like the Soviets did. Oh, this is dangerous. This is harmful. This needs to be regulated out of existence. And if the tech companies won't do it, we're going to find them. We're going to seize their websites. Remember, the DOJ just seized Press TV. And then we have this. So linked, so linked on the GIFCT Twitter page, the Global Internet Forum to Counter Terrorism, GNET Research and Tech Against Terrorism are their partners. So let's go to GNET Research. Look at what they're posting. These guys came out against Odyssey. Let me, let me pull that up. Look at this. So they came out and they attacked Odyssey. And then everybody came out and attacked them for attacking Odyssey. 
as being the far right's YouTube. This poses a serious dilemma, they say about Odyssey, unregulating the sharing of extremist content and propaganda. So these people are anti-Odyssey. That should tell you something. They're anti-free speech. They want to ban everything that they disagree with or pretend to disagree with so that they can win politically. They're going to abuse all these tools for political ends. And they also are already likening what they call conspiracy theorizing to violent extremism. So this is how they use terms to go after huge groups of people. So a lot of these posts are anti-far-right. And really, um, we need to define what left and right means. I mean, these people sound like violent authoritarian hacks, if you ask me. Like, they're here to prop up the authoritarians and call all the dissenters far-right. So they're just going off about QAnon and the far-right. And these are the people who are going to run the database that everybody has to hook into to decide what's allowed on the internet. Are you kidding me? We can't let that happen. So here's a search I did for conspiracy from this GNET research group. Panel two will be held at 11 a.m. and is on ideologically motivated violent extremism and conspiracy. So what do they even mean by conspiracy? They use these terms. Okay, this was the big one that I remembered. This was their fifth big report Exploring the role, it says, conspiracy theories play in the process of radicalization. So you see, they have to draw a line between those dots, so then they can come after dissenters as well. Political dissent. And then here they are talking about people who are anti-mask. So now people who don't want to wear a muzzle are terrorists. This is how crazy this is getting. They write here in the caption, we're kicking off a new special series on extremist responses to coronavirus, on how hoaxers, grifters, conspiracy theorists, and state actors have all been feeding into the COVID-19 infodemic. So here they are using these terms. This is a cult, a violent leftist censorious cult that needs to be stopped. And I don't care what they call me, far or whatever. I'm far on the opposite side of them, that's for sure. So let's go back to this World Economic Forum report. Impacts of a global lockdown to online safety. Look at this. They're bitching about people searching pandemic. Or actually, I guess this is interactions online. Oh no, how dare a movie calling us out get more views than The Office Reunion. People are crazy. And it does bother them that they can spend millions of dollars making some Godzilla versus Batman movie or some ridiculous, you know, sellout concept. Do all these special effects. And people just running their mouths on the internet make more interesting content because they're actually grounded in genuine truth and fill a void that's left vacant on purpose in the mainstream. So they try to make this seem like it's protecting children. Oh, look, we have to go against all these private apps because these are the apps that they're using for child sexual abuse. So they'll follow us on any avenue that we go to, accuse us of committing crimes, selling drugs, doing something we shouldn't be doing on these platforms so they have to be able to read all our communications. It's the war on encryption. We've talked about this a lot on this channel, but we have to keep talking about this because a lot of new people are finding this channel all the time. So this is one of the biggest battles that we find ourselves in, this information war. And censorship is one of their biggest tools. So here they talk about the need to be able to break encryption, to detect illegal material, by proactively scanning, monitoring, and filtering user content. Wow. 
They just come right out and say it. Oh, we can't let the dissenters talk using encrypted chat. Private power and public responsibility. This fascist public-private partnership with this word responsibility. Oh, it's our duty of care. And we're going to force that duty of care on all of you website owners. Who decides what is harmful and what action should be taken to address digital harms has become more consequential. Well, nobody should be deciding what people are allowed to say in regards to the issues of the day. You guys are crazy. You use your medical tyranny so that people can't criticize you. You have this new religion where nobody's allowed to even question it. It's absurd. And that's what it is. It's religion without any proof. You have demonstrated this to nobody. You just make up a bunch of stuff, run it on the news like it's science. But it's not science. You would demonstrate it if you could. You would debate people and make them look foolish. But you don't do that because you would look foolish. And all you guys have are all the resources in the world. <laughs> and all the propagandists. And all the views because you're pushing your stuff on YouTube. But you guys are just pushing garbage. It's ridiculous. So look at this. Complications of hybrid communication technology. So they're basically saying, yeah, we can censor everything on the public side of things. On Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and the like. And we can force all the other alternative companies to moderate and listen to user reports and stuff in the future. Oh, but there's some complications because people have private messaging. These people are such control freaks. The difficulty of regulating. It's so difficult for us to get our grubby hands on their communications. The absence of a safety baseline. Deficiencies and thresholds for meaningful protection. Auditable recommendation systems. Look at that. Auditable recommendation systems. They want to define what is legal in terms of using math to give people recommendations. Because, oh, the math might be amplifying conspiratorial signals. There might be some biases in the data, so you have to rig the algorithm to make it fair. It's ridiculous. These people are so ridiculous. And they're coming after free speech. They're coming after the internet. We need to stand up and fight now. This is obscene. They're basically saying, hey, we're not doing enough. The governments and the corporations are losing control of the narrative. We need to raise the bar so we can crack down on dissent and wrong think. Part three is entirely about the need, as they call it, the need, as they see it, for public-private fascism, or cooperation, as they call it. It's a user-centric safety baseline. It centers around the people who engage in the most usury. Industry standards. Best practices. We want our censors to have some standards. The World Economic Forum declares. An agenda for action. That doesn't sound good. The World Economic Forum has launched a coalition for public-private cooperation to share best practices on improving digital content safety. Digital content safety. Wow. Cross-jurisdictional content cooperation sounds pretty scary. Wow, look at this. Employers. They're saying, given that work computers are used to consume content, employers should crack down on what people are watching more and surveil people more. So you can't pull up Odyssey or Brightian at your work computer or something. Digital platforms. This one's huge. If you think about how much power the digital platforms wield. And this is what the UK government's talking about. Let's skip over to this real quick. This is in their Online Harms white paper. 
if you go to this section here, fulfilling the duty of care, they want to force terms and services on the companies to force onto the users. And they want the companies to be responsible for this. And then they come and they attack the companies if they don't do it. Prevent known terrorist content being made available to the users. But the duty of care, this is scary. This is the government saying you are forced to care for the people. And we get to define what care means. And we're just going to have this completely inverted definition where you censor people's right to communicate and speak in a democracy. And we call it democracy. It's ridiculous. It's totally inverted. But basically they're saying, hey, if anybody posts anything about a vaccine, the websites have to take it down if it goes against our narrative. And if they don't, then we'll crush them with the UK government. This is scary stuff that they're pushing. So here's the 33-page Online Harm's White Paper Easy Read Edition from the UK government's website. Online harms. This is behavior online which may hurt a person physically or emotionally. It could be harmful information that is posted online or information sent to a person. So posting and sending, right? Doesn't have to be sent to the victim, just sent between two people, which may hurt another person physically or emotionally. It's ridiculous. And we read this earlier. The government wants the UK to be the safest place in the world to go online. That's their narrative here. That's their talking point. We just want to make it so safe. So safe. There's a lot of illegal and hurtful information online. Oh, it's hurtful. We have to crack down on hurtful content. Look at this. You have Beavis, or is this butthead here? Reading on his computer, people getting mad at each other. And look, this woman's yelling at that man, and there's the word hate on the screen. We have to outlaw all of these wrong-think opinions. What we need is a regulatory framework to force people to stay safe online. Rules and laws, that's what a regulatory framework is. It's all just about what your rights and responsibilities are. They have all these ridiculous buzzwords. We need to expose these buzzwords. The problem. There's a lot of illegal and harmful information and activity online. Oh, harmful. Who's that to decide? Look at this. Thumb down to a hate brochure. Like, what are they even trying to say here? Are they going to outlaw the thumbs down? Are they outlawing brochures that have the word hate on them? Are they thumbing down the brochure? Or is that person thumbing down and have a brochure about hate? They've been radicalized. Now they thumb down the BBC. And I believe we have a cartoon depicting what that looks like. Yes, here it is. Oh no, this person is thumbing down the Guardian and the BBC and their YouTube accounts. This is the problem. People don't like us. <laughs> I'm just looking at these cartoons. I think it's pretty funny. This person is just cringing, thinking about all the hate groups and the people yelling at this guy. It's so ridiculous how they frame this issue. Terrorist groups are radicalizing vulnerable people. And then they bring the children in here. Again, these people pushing the regulation are the supreme child abusers. The infodemic is that it's acceptable to muzzle a child and deprive them of oxygen with no evidence that this is safe and effective. Look at this. Other behavior and information online can cause serious harm. The internet can be used to harass, bully, or intimidate. This is especially true for people in vulnerable groups or in public life. Look at this. Public life. This means people that are known and seen out in public. 
this could be someone famous. So they don't want people to criticize the celebrities because those are some of their favorite propagandists. They don't want people to criticize the politicians. Those are the fall guys, by the way, the people whose job is to take the hate, pretend like they're doing it without malicious intent. They're just salesmen for terrible policies for the oligarchs. So it goes into a lot in this document. But here it talks about the internet regulator they want, which of course is going to be independent. Like, how is that going to work? It's just kind of funny to think about. Like, what if they set up a regulator that like went rogue and just started banning CNNs and the Guardians and stuff? It's like, oh, you guys started a bunch of wars. Yeah, we're going to have to ban your terrorist group. <laughs> It'd just be funny if the internet regulator was really independent and they started banning CNN and BBC and stuff. And they're like, hey... No, you guys are a terrorist operation. You pre-reported the Building 7 fell 30 minutes before it actually fell. You guys were in on it. You guys are mass murderers. You guys are pushing genocide. No, we can't have that. <laughs> it's like, no, they'd only launch the regulator if they had full control of it. And they've already talked about it being Ofcom, the Office of Communications, which, surprise, surprise, if we go back to the World Economic Forum's page here and we go to Members... Right at the top of the list, the chief executive of Ofcom in the UK. No conflict of interest here. And then also the Australia people pushing for the online safety. E-safety. That's probably a term we're going to hear more of. It's like the fashionable way to say online safety. So they want to have this statutory duty of care, which is a legal term. It's a duty in law. It's forced by the government how an organization must take care of people. I'm picturing, like, how the mob takes care of people. You know what I mean? So I'm so sick of this censorship. I'm so sick of this new push. After they've taken so much from us already. They've cornered us onto the internet. Now they're going after the so-called digital platforms. They want to force this on people. Cross-platform collaboration. Content moderation workforce. Regulators. Monitoring and response. Online safety bodies such as Australia's office of the e-safety commissioner, who we just talked about. Again, we're back to the World Economic Forum's report here. They're so smug and self-congratulatory, talking about themselves like it's not them who are putting these reports together. Business incentives and market competition. Conclusion. Governments, industry, academia, and civil society can drive collective action through the newly launched Global Coalition for Digital Safety. Now, I have an acronym to remember how the few control the many. That lines up pretty well here with what they say. Governments, industry, academia, civil society. Here's what I call it. Mr. Cage. Media, religion, corporations, academia, governments, and entertainment. But academia is a big one. And of course, so is media and corporations. But they all point at each other and prop each other up. But they're all the same complex. So thanks for watching. I hope you found that interesting. If you like these reports and want to support my work, sign up for groupdiscover.com. Group Discover is a great way for us to get around this crazy censorship push they have and build up a repository of the best videos from across the censorship-resistant internet into a searchable archive that's organized based on member ratings. So we can see the top-breaking stories, top-rated this week, top-rated past three months, etc. And then we can also go to the Videos tab and see the breaking stuff. And then there's also a subscription feed so that you can subscribe to the people who you like what they're sharing. There's notifications, there's a light mode and a dark mode, all that good stuff. And it's really awesome, we have about 4,000 videos in here. New ones are getting added every day. 
Check it out, groupdiscover.com. Thank you to all the people who make this channel possible. And we have to stand up and fight back against this censorship. And this is one of the best ways to do it. This is an independent business. This is our own software. We can run this on our own servers. And this is us fighting back. So check it out, groupdiscover.com. Thanks everybody for watching. Have a great rest of your day.